Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 109 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Retail sales per square foot. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So I didn't realize I've written a lot about SPSF sales per square foot. Blog posts, I talk about it often in our membership groups, especially Master Shopkeepers. And I've probably, I'm sure I've mentioned it on this podcast, but I've never done a podcast episode on the topic. So my intention for this episode is to teach you how to calculate your SPSF for your own store. And then I'm going to share one of the results from my recent and updated SPSF survey. Before I get started on this episode, I want to share that Master Shopkeepers is open to applicants for the first time in 2022. If you're new here, I have two levels of group membership. Master Shopkeepers is the higher tiered group offering, and this one is just for brick and mortar store owners. Master Shopkeepers members get monthly Zoom group calls with me, monthly masterclasses, access to premium content and resources specific to brick-and-mortar businesses, and probably one of the most unique parts of Master Shopkeepers is the territory protection. When new members join, you get 10 miles of radius protection. No other retail business owner within those 10 miles can join the group unless, of course, you agree to it. I just want to add that Master Shopkeepers is a super respectful and kind space but it's also a powerhouse of information and shopkeepers. I call it a mastermind, not just because I'm leading it, (laughs) but because it is a peer-to-peer mentoring group. It's used to help other group members solve their problems with input and advice from fellow shopkeepers. It's really an incredible group and space, an incredible group of women. Right now it is all women. It's always been all women. I don't think we've ever had a guy in there. But again, men are welcome to join. It just happens to be all women at the time. There is quite a list of you who have signed up to get notified when this opens. So If you are on the wait list, you already received an invite to apply. That's one of the perks of getting on one of my wait lists is you get to sign up for anything that I offer first, but you have to sign up for the wait list. So if you were on the wait list, check your spam or junk folder. You might have received an email. If you're interested in applying, you're going to visit shopkeepersacademy.com. That's where you'll see the link to apply to join. There's an application for several reasons. Um, particularly because of the territory protection. We have special mapping software that we use to make sure that everyone's territory is protected. 
But I really also have the application because I want each member before they join or before they receive an invite to join to really understand what the group is, what it offers, and what your commitment will be once you join. And when I say commitment, it's it's just more educating you about where what all the resources are, what you get with the group, and really kind of conveying that the more you show up in that group, it's a Facebook group, the more you engage, the more you interact, the more you actually dedicate time to watching the pre-recorded, previously recorded masterclasses, the more you'll get out of the group. So again, visit shopkeepersacademy.com if you want to apply. One more thing, I've been working quietly behind the scenes and really hard on a special project over the past six months. This means I'll be adding even more value to the lab and our group memberships. If you've been wanting to join either group, I highly recommend you join now before the new structure is implemented and pricing goes up. I'm going to say that one more time. If you've been considering joining one of our group memberships, I recommend joining now because once you join, I have always been loyal to to keeping the price that you signed up at. I don't raise the prices on current and existing members. Everyone who's joined, even founding members of Master Shopkeepers who joined and trusted me really early on when nothing was really set in stone and I was still navigating and figuring everything out, they still pay that original price when they came in. And I have continued every year to add a ton of value while all of that's going up again this year. So again, I'm going to say it one more time. If you've wanted to join one of our group memberships, the time is now. Go to shopkeepersacademy.com for more information. Okay, let's get started on sales per square foot. I will also refer to it as SPSF just to make it shorter. Um, But I know sometimes acronyms can be annoying or you may not know what it is. So I just want to make sure that all of you know when I say SPSF, I'm referring to sales per square foot. So sales per square foot is literally that. It's the amount of revenue your retail business generates per every single square foot of selling space in your store. SPSF is an indicator of how efficiently a retailer uses its assets. And when I say assets, that refers to your merchandising, your floor layout, your salespeople, your team members, how you use all of that to make sales. So of course, the higher the SPSF, the better. And SPSF is not complicated to calculate. It is a really simple division problem. But sometimes when I talk about a formula or math, some of your brains shut down. So stay with me. I promise this is really easy. Step number one is how do you calculate the square footage of your store? So the one thing that I want to mention is you don't want to include storage rooms, bathrooms, basements, hallways. You only want to include the square footage where you sell your products. So grab a tape measure. And depending on how big your store is, you probably want to grab a friend, a family member, or a team member to help you here. But you're going to measure from one side of your store to the next in feet. So for example, if if you have a narrow store like I do, maybe it could be 15 to 20 feet wide. 
Then you're going to measure from the front of your store to the back. Again, if you have a narrow store like I do and a little bit longer, um, maybe this is 80 feet deep. So 15 to 20 feet across, 80 feet deep. That's just an example. It could be completely opposite. Maybe you have a really wide store. Maybe you have a a store that's more of a square shape. Everyone's store is going to be different, but you want to measure across and back and forth. So for this example, or the example I'm using in this episode, let's say this particular store is 20 feet wide by 50 feet deep. They measured across, they measured the depth. All you do is multiply 20 times 50, and that gives you a thousand square feet. So for the example I'm sharing in today's episode, this particular store is 1,000 square feet. It was literally two measurements. It's that simple. Now, I want to add, because some of you are saying, Kathy, I don't just have one big room in my store or one big space. Maybe you're in an old home and you have multiple rooms, or maybe you have two storefronts that were connected. You want to make sure that you measure both of the spaces or all of the rooms where you sell your goods and then add those up. So it might require a couple extra steps if you have more than just one space. Again, I just want to remind you that you only want to measure retail sales space. Step two, how to calculate SPSF. So the one thing that you need in this instance, in addition to the measurement that you took in your store, is you want to know your annual revenue. So if you are brand new, if you haven't opened yet, If you're six months in, you're going to want to wait until you have a full year of revenue. So most of us know we can pull up our profit and loss statement because hopefully you are working with a bookkeeper. Um, You can pull up your profit and loss statement. Either you can ask your bookkeeper for something that indicates the past 12 months of revenue or if you'd like a calendar year especially now at the beginning of 2022, you can just pull up your total revenue for last year, 2021. But you want to have 12 months of revenue information. Maybe too, if you don't have a P&L, you can use your point of sale system. If you run all of your sales through your point of sale system, through one system, you could potentially get that number from there too. So you're going to take your total annual sales and divide it by the retail square footage in your store. So in today's store example that has 1,000 square feet, if they generated $100,000 in revenue in 2021, they're just dividing the 100K by the 1,000. Now, yeah, I get it. I'm offering or sharing some really round, simple numbers. Yours might not be so crisp and clean, but you get it. You're going to divide your annual sales by your square footage, and that gives you your SPSF. For today's example, this store has a SPSF of $100. So why am I teaching this today? Well, in 2018, I decided to do some research on SPSF, and after hours of Google searches, I found that publicly traded retail companies have to report their SPSF. But of course, independently owned businesses don't. So pair this with the fact that many retailers hold this type of information close to their chest, there was really very little information to work off of. Yes, there were some reports, some that kind of reported about 
SPSF for stores and malls. But again, it wasn't specific enough for me. Like I wanted to know what are the other store owners that are like me? What are they generating for an SPSF? Especially for me when I was looking to like create a baseline or find a baseline and I wanted to set a benchmark for myself. Now, I know from the research that an Apple store has an insane SPSF. I think it's over $5,000. Yes, those small Apple stores generate $5,000 plus per square foot. It's kind of crazy, right? And then I have also read, and I wish I would have kept some of this information, but I also remember reading that stores and malls I don't even necessarily know if it's franchises or national stores, but they range between four and $800 per square foot. But again, I really couldn't find current and detailed information for the independent retail industry. So back in the early days of my blog, when I, and when I also had a free Facebook group, I hosted an anonymous survey because I wanted to know. I wanted to know, well, what is everyone else at? What's everyone else generating per square foot in their store, particularly in our community? Even with offering anonymity on this survey, I only had 15 responses at the time. So it wasn't much to work with, but I was happy to get something. Fast forward three years now, and late in 2021, I decided to run the survey again because sales per square foot comes up often in our membership groups. So I published another survey. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on a podcast episode. This time I received 41 responses. Still not great, but I'm happy that many of you took the time to complete the survey. And I feel like we are making progress here. I hope When I say that it's anonymous and you're filling out these Google forms, when I do a survey like this, it's because I want to share information with all of you and not necessarily, I don't need to know about your business or your name, but I hope that you trust that I'm doing good things with these surveys. So for the 41 of you that completed the survey, and I was one of them, thank you for taking the time to do that. I appreciate it. So of course, I hosted both surveys, the one in 18 and 2021, because I know this information helps others in our industry. It helps, it helps us to learn about how, how others are utilizing their stores and how much they're making per square foot. I firmly believe that knowledge is power. And although this is not, every time I run these surveys, it's not a scientific study and I can't validate or confirm responses, The findings are helpful. I want you to trust me. And of course, I trust you when you fill out the information. I want you to view this information as helpful too. And what I'm going to share with you, I don't want you to use it as a comparison game. And certainly not because I want people to feel maybe bad about their SPSF. But I do want to share the median results of the survey for both square footage and SPSF. And then the one question you might have is, what does median mean and why is Kathy sharing median results? And I just want to read this to you so you understand. The median is calculated by taking the middle value, the value for which half of the observations are larger and half are smaller. When there is a possibility of extreme values and there were in this survey, 
the median is generally the better measure to use. And there are extremes. So again, I chose to share the median. So the results indicated that the median square footage of a store owner who completed the survey is 1,000 square feet. The median SPSF is $188 per square foot. These are actual results from the survey. What I was sharing earlier in the store example was just a a made-up store, just to kind of give you an idea of how to measure your store and how to calculate SPSF. But the median results from the survey were about 1,000 square feet and $188 in sales per square foot. So what does this mean? This means you have an idea what other savvy shopkeepers are making per square foot. This doesn't have to be the baseline for you. You may already know that you make 300, 400, 500 SPSF. I mean, there were some people who completed the survey who are making 600 SPSF. Remember, retail success is subjective. I recorded an episode on this topic. It was episode number 96. We'll link it in the show notes. And again, retail success is different for each of us. It may not be your SPSF that determines what success is to you. So just make sure that you understand this when I share this information. SPSF is only one metric to consider when you want your retail business to grow. I want to mention that one more time. SPSF is only one metric you want to consider when you want your retail business to grow. And that's really important because I don't want you to think that SPSF is the only thing that defines profitability or paying yourself or anything like that. It's just there's a much bigger picture. I can only pack so much in into one 15, 20-minute episode. So today I really wanted to teach you how to calculate it, and how to measure your store. One thing that I want to add is if you're a current group member, I wrote a series of blog posts on this topic, and you'll find all of these articles in the Shopkeepers Lab under the financial module, including why this is valuable information and a few ways that it can be used. I also plan on sharing more details of the survey results, including how we can improve our SPSF in a live lesson in the lab group. I think I'm going to do that in March. And if you really dislike the math and the second I said there was a formula, I have a whole series of calculators in the lab. If you prefer the calculators, and I know many of you use the calculators in there, if you prefer the calculator, go to the calculators module in the lab too. So to summarize, measure the retail selling space of your store, get your total revenue for a year, calculate your SPSF, and start tracking this. Again, if you're looking to grow, and I know most of you are, you should know this number for your business. SPSF was the first question a commercial realtor asked me many years ago when we were considering moving. She asked me, what are your sales per square foot? And I'm sure the look on my face said it all. I had no idea. I didn't know how to calculate it. I didn't know what it was. I don't remember my response to her. I might have been really honest and said, I don't know. Or I might have said that I would have to calculate it. And then I figured it out. That's what started the Google black hole. That's what led me to do all of the research on this topic, to start the survey, to calculate it for my own store, 
and I want to save you the time and the effort. So I'm here to empower you with this information so that you can learn this about your own store. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 109. I do this for all all podcast episodes. So if you listen to episode 65, it's going to be SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 65. Try to make it as easy as possible. Circling back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, if you want to apply to join Master Shopkeepers, go to ShopkeepersAcademy.com. The application is only open for a short time. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.